On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, the Lightning get absolutely embarrassed up in Calgary, 4-1 thrashing by the Calgary Flames, losing back-to-back games for the first time all season. They continue, they try to turn things around tonight as they face the Edmonton Oilers. We talk about all that more, but first, let's play that music. episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dagger. I know there's tons of podcasts out there covering hockey, a few here and there covering the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I know you guys and girls have been so loyal to the show, so I just want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day or night or whatever time of day you are listening to this. We appreciate it. On today's episode or tonight's episode, at whatever time you are listening to this, we talk about that previous game, (laughs) Thursday night's game, uh, 4-1 loss on the road up in Calgary to the Calgary Flames, who are really one of the best teams in the league. Uh, Just the Johnny Gordeau show, him scoring a hat trick, uh, and and really the Lightning just looking like... um, they weren't ready. They weren't ready for the onslaught of what Calgary Flames were going to bring. Uh, so why don't we start there? Initial thoughts. I, I, you know what? I it, It's one of those games where Lightning are coming off a 7-4 loss, 7-4 loss in Winnipeg uh, previously. And at the end of that game, and, and you know, the Lightning obviously have been very good at, at bouncing back. Uh, not only in the regular season, but the playoffs last two years have not lost back-to-back games. Um, as well as this regular season, this being the first time all season long in which the Tampa Bay Lightning have lost consecutive games in a row. And really what it comes down to it is the Lightning, and I'm not, and I, and I, and I don't want to sit here and, and accuse them of this because who really knows what exactly is going through the mind of these guys in the first couple of minutes of a game or how many first 10 but it seems like though in the first 10 or so 510 range that's when the lightning start to get things going and i've spoken about this on past episodes so extensively to where i, I i'm really it, it's really come down to frustration when you when you really talk about it just because really you expect better out of this team, a team who all season long and, and you know, even if we're, we're not even going to count the last two Stanley Cups, but this is a team who is consistently been one of the best teams in the National Hockey League all day long, all season long. Now, it, it may not show it. It may not show it here and there. They definitely didn't show it the last couple of games because, I mean, you, you lose you lose. You give up seven goals to a team in the Winnipeg Jets who really they're they're an absolute free fall. They don't even know what kind of team they are. Um, they're they're a team who's really I think is going to wait till the last minute to make some moves because even though the future in terms of their playoff hopes is not looking bright, I think they're still trying to hold out. But the Lightning have the fourth most points in the league right now, only behind Florida, Colorado, and Carolina. And that's no small feat considering how good those teams are. But, and, 
really what I'm trying to get to is that what it what it really what it really what it comes down to all these not just this loss and the loss in Winnipeg, but every game that the Lightning have have not won this year has really come down to the fact that they are not good starters. And and you've heard it here. You've probably heard it on other shows. You've definitely heard it in Lightning pregame. Brian Ingblum uh, went through a stretch in which he actually spoke about it uh, for a couple of games. And obviously, you know, if you're one of the in-game commentators for a team that you're covering, you definitely don't want to over-criticize them. Um, and that's obviously his decision. That's why you have shows like this. I'm not going to criticize and drag guys through the mug, but but really what it comes down to is facts are facts. So I decided, you know, instead of just going on and on and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna throw some stats out at you all and please go ahead and and what do you think of you know where the lightning are in the first period because the team that we see in the first period as opposed to the team that we see after the first 10 minutes and then onward is not the team that is 37 14 and six there's two it's it's almost a a Jekyll and Hyde performance out there and I'm not entirely sure what John Cooper, what else he could do to get this team going from the initial puck drop. But the fact that really what it comes down to is that they dig themselves a lot more holes than they really should. So when the Lightning score first, they are 21, 22-1-4. and four. So that is a total of 27 times total. Where the opposing teams are 15-13-2 when they score first. So that is... Uh, that comes out to 30 times. So the Lightning have given up 30, have given up the first points of the game 30 times out of a possible 57. And they are outscoring, they are outscoring opponents in their first two, in the first and second period combined 119 to 99. So really what that tells you is that regardless of if the Lightning are getting out to a good lead, uh, get out to a lead or not, is that they are scoring in bunches. And and when I was going over all the game logs, that's that's the current trend. But you you can't play you can't play a full season expecting that to happen consistently. It, it's it's just not feasible. It, it, it's not sustainable. And we've seen it. We're, we're seeing it right now because the Lightning really had no business not only losing that game Tuesday night against Winnipeg, but they also had no business losing in the fashion that they did. Now, the other the other night against Calgary, all right, if the Lightning would have lost that game 3-2, 3-1, uh, by, by a goal or two, okay, that that's understandable. Calgary is one of the best teams in the West. Definitely my pick right as of now for the for to play in the Western Conference Finals. But to lose like that and to let Johnny Gurdow and, and don't get me wrong, Johnny Gurdow is a very talented player, actually drafted by former Lightning GM, who we've had on the show many times, Jay Feaster. When he was the GM there over in Calgary, he drafted him. And now now look at him, Johnny Gurdow. Uh, either it could be signing a long-term deal in Calgary or it could be making a, a ton of money in, in free agency this upcoming offseason. But you can't let a guy like that just run ragged on you. I, I would have thought, especially after the first goal, that they kind of would have honed on honed in on him. Because really, he his game is not that complex. Yes, he has speed. Uh, very similar... 
kind of game uh, to Braden Point. Uses his speed a ton. Um, you don't. You only. You only see him until the the. You only really care about him or, or think about him until the opposing team has made a mistake, and and we saw that in this game. And the Lightning made three very big mistakes, two of which was allowing Johnny Gurdow to get in deep into the slot, uh, basically hanging at Andre Vasilevsky out to dry in this one. And I'm going to throw another stat out to you all before we talk about our sponsor for today. Uh, I still want to carry this over into the second segment and, and talk a little bit more about it because I really think that. Um, this is a bigger problem than what it's being spoken about. I, I think that this is something that teams like an Edmonton that we're going to see tonight, teams, especially in the playoffs, a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, who right at this moment, uh, the Lightning are slated to play against at this point in time uh, in the first round of the playoffs, a team like that who has struggled, it's even more important for them to get off to a good start. And and definitely if the Lightning, which I fully expect them to, to move on to the second round and potentially play Florida again, this is something that we're going to see Florida do and what they have done an amazing job of this year is is make the first cut early on the other team put them in a hole put the pressure on them and really this is something that the lightning need to do a better job and and really it's gotten a whole lot worse and especially in this stretch where the month of march their last six games they've only played six games in the month of march lightning are currently being outscored nine to five in the first period now i know that's only a four goal differential but it makes a whole bunch of difference especially with a team like this especially with the kind of players and it's it's all that more all the more shocking to when you when you look at the two when you look at the rosters and the teams that they're playing against because okay Calgary, I can understand, like I've already said. But a team like Winnipeg, inexcusable. Edmonton, you don't know what kind of team is going to come out. They're they're another team that is very inconsistent. And and really, them making the playoffs is really a matter of Vegas allowing them back into the mix. But if the Lightning go out, especially tomorrow night against Vancouver, and then on Wednesday against Seattle, and we see more of the same... I know this may sound like an overreaction to some Lightning fans, but I think we need to start being worried. I mean, I was worried months ago when this was happening because this isn't – I've stated on shows you – could, you could go back in the catalog. I've I've stated this numerous times. Uh, this is this is a type of play where this is not something where you could you could expect that to, to carry you over into the playoffs and, and be able to deal with that going over, especially when you get the later rounds. So we'll, we'll talk about more about this. We'll talk about tonight's game against Edmonton in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Now, I've documented it very much so on this show how really I'm, I'm trying to get into shape. I'm, I'm just about to turn 30. Um, you know, COVID, with the gyms closing, my, I've I've let myself go just a tad bit. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I try to get back in the gym. I try to eat right. And the whole gym thing thus far hasn't really worked out. So really what I'm focusing in on now is, is eating right. And the best way I could do that is cutting down all the junk food, cutting down the between meals. And the best way to do that is bring in some Built Bars. Now, the best thing about Built Bars is that they're not some of those protein bars that you may find somewhere else where they're chalky, waxy. It's just an unpleasant experience when you eat those kind of things. Built Bar, just 100% chocolate, real chocolate, which is most important for me. Uh, so it feels like I'm I'm eating something that you know is not completely fake, as you might want to might 
come across with other protein bars. And the best thing with Built Bar is that they are low calorie, high protein, uh, and you could replace them with you know you replace your candy bar so and because they taste that good. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, and low carb. 130 calories total in most of their bars. Where you'll only get you'll probably see around 240 in the calorie range for these other candy bars. And the best part is that they have a ton of flavors that you can mix and match and choose from. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back for segment two, talking more about what's going on with the lightning. Like I said in the first segment, and and, and I just want to remind everybody um, beforehand, Go ahead and like and subscribe to the show. Give us a follow, LO underscore, on, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And also give us a follow on our YouTube page. We're busting out some more videos now, so you definitely don't want to miss it on that. So give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the page. And if you want to give us a review, go ahead and do that uh, wherever I believe it's Spotify and iTunes allow you to to rate. So go ahead and give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that as we continue to grow the show. So getting back to the lightning, um, just, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. And and if you've been listening to this show for a very long time, you know, I, I try not to read too much into the numbers because I know hockey is is a game of inches it's a game of lucky bounces here and there and it's a it's a game of momentum and it's oftentimes depending on what you're looking at the the game stats could be a little bit misleading but in this case being outscored nine to five in their last six games and and as well as on the other side of that outscoring opponents in the first two periods as well those are both misleading because at the same time you know if we're looking at that you would think that the lightning lost their last six games where of course they haven't but on the other side of that outscoring opponents in the first two periods you would probably look at that and say well you know the lightning have to be in the race for the president's trophy and i still believe they are I, um you know they're they're seven games out of they're seven points out of the top spot uh with carolina and colorado but you know i don't think that's really something that's really in in their minds right now they just want to keep start playing hockey uh seven three and oh in their last 10 Obviously, they're on a two-game losing streak, which is the first time they've ever lost back-to-back games all season long. So, you know, it it, it was bound to happen sooner or later. But and and I don't mind that really. I I mind more so just how these last two games went. Like I stated before, I I, I don't think the Lightning really had should have lost. I would rather lose to Edmonton tonight than have lost to, to Winnipeg the other night. That, that's how I feel about Winnipeg. I, I think really on paper, and, and some people should should agree with me, considering Edmonton has two of the best players in the world, is, you know, it, Winnipeg is, is in free fall. They're probably going to sell all their top players at the deadline, barring, you know, if, if the right deals come along. But I, I just, I don't think, th- those are games that they should be winning. Even the Calgary game the other night. I, that was a very winnable game. I don't care what you think about Calgary as a team. The Lightning on paper are still, I think, hands down a better team. You know, maybe 
if you look at the goaltending situation, uh, you know, they it might be a little bit more even. But man, just allowing Johnny Gordeaux to just do whatever he wants against you and and just this this current trend between allowing I mean this has been a trend that's been going on all year of, of allowing teams to, to just get the, the upper hand on you in the first 10 minutes of a game and set the tone that's not something that you want to see out of the two-time defending champion as well as this new trend that's been popping up over the last I want to say six games really is that you're allowing forwards down low to to pretty much do whatever they want, uh, whether it create traffic in front of Vasilevsky. I'm not seeing a lot of pushback uh, from the defenseman down low. I don't know. You know, really, it could be a combination of things. It could be a combination of just not a, a lot or enough uh, communication between guys down low I, I mean i've seen certain instances even in this game in, in calgary in which it seemed like grido even if he was kind of you know you're throwing him a couple of checks here and i know part of it has to do with the fact that they're calling cross checks a lot more now um but at the same time i would rather the lightning take a penalty than allow him to just easily roll off i believe there was i believe it was the second goal if i'm not mistaken where grido um he he was met by Chernak and he basically rolled off a Chernak. And I know uh, he's been dealing. Chernak's been dealing with some injuries this year, but I mean, the guy is almost half your size. You got to do a better job than that. Just cut, just stop him in his tracks. Don't let him roll off of you. Go to the side and, and be able to get a prime scoring chance. And and he scored. His first two goals were pretty much identical. They there were. Right, pretty much off the back of Vasilevsky and in on the side, and and that's something that the Lightning need to do a better job of, and that we've seen them pretty much struggle with, not only this year but really over the last couple of years. And and one guy who has really done a very good job of of making the Lightning pay for that for for some of I, I guess we could call it their soft moments down low is Corey Perry. Uh, his last two runs in the cup final with Dallas and then Montreal, he scored a lot of his goals like that. He didn't score a lot, but a high majority of his goals were in the low, high danger areas. And the Lightning need, need to do a better job than that because a team, because I'm not, I'm at this point, what I'm saying, and, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because. I'm not even talking about this just because of the rest of the regular season. I'm more concerned about the playoffs because if you look at it this way and, and then we'll, we'll go to break and then we'll talk about Edmonton is I, I really think that teams are looking at this and they're starting to put together kind of a game plan in advance, especially teams like Toronto, especially teams like Florida, who I would bet nine out of 10 Florida Panther fans. And I bet some people in, in that organization would admit that they fully expect to be playing Tampa in the second round. Is that really what it comes down to is that they're planning for this now and they're seeing how these teams are taking advantage, how they're beating the Tampa Bay lightning. And they're, they're scratching that to their little notepads. They're going to say, all right, you know, this work, that work, this work, because they're really more prepared for this than they, for whatever playoff matchup they might receive in the first round They're Everybody's looking at Tampa in the East. And Tampa needs to play a lot better. They need to get things going a lot early on. And they need to cut down on the penalties. Got to cut down on the penalties. I, I, other than giving up goals early in the game, the worst thing a team could do is 
give up penalties as early as Tampa does. Tampa gave up a penalty 35 seconds into the first period. 35 seconds. And the the hooking call against Trevor Lewis by Mikhail Sergachev, I you know what? It, it, it's just one of those things that's where a lot of these a lot of these penalties are subjective, like the following one from Andre Palat, high sticking. Yes, by the letter of the law, that was high sticking. And by the letter of the law, that was hooking. But some a lot of times that isn't called. But still, you need to go out there, you need to control your body and your movements. Because you'll you'll get refs, especially if you get on the wrong side of a ref or an official, or they wake up on the wrong side of the bed that day and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more harsher on Tampa. Not saying that they are, and, and but you need to do a better job. You need to stop giving up, f- taking four penalties a game, especially when you're really not scoring that many power play goals in return. So really, yeah, I, I mean, that's something that really I think all Lightning fans, if you if you are a listener of this podcast, look out for that next time. And tell us what you think. Please tweet to the show. So we're going to talk about Edmonton tonight. They have a 10 o'clock start in Edmonton uh, and then tomorrow night in Vancouver. So hopefully, you know, the Lightning could at least uh, pick up these next two wins and then be in good shape for Wednesday against Seattle. So we'll talk about Edmonton in just a little, little bit. But first, let's go to the break. And we're back to wrap things up. Uh, going to talk a little bit about the Edmonton game tonight. Now, like I stated before, I would rather have lost just on this current road trip on this road trip i would rather lose to edmonton than have lost to winnipeg not saying that i don't think that this this game this current game against edmonton is not a winnable game it's 100 a winnable game the lightning won five three in their first and only meeting of the season that they had thus far uh back in february when they kind of came back what was supposed to be the first game back from the olympic break five three win at home uh very great game. Uh, both teams went out there and played big. Uh, it was it was on national television, so it was all blown out. And this is a game, great bounce back game opportunity for the Lightning after losing two straight. Uh, Edmonton's been a little bit of a schneid their last ten, going four, five, and one. Uh, and and but coming off a four three overtime win against Washington, which is no small feat. So definitely. Uh, a team that's riding high right now where the Lightning really need to go out there. And what it comes down to, they need to go out there. They they can't allow Connor McDavid to be a play, playmaker in this game. Uh, last game, um, scored scored some goals, racked up some points. So that Leon Dreisaitl, uh just a very good game from Edmonton all around. I think the the only game the only the only the game plan for this game should be that you need to jump on their goaltender early on. That's really what it comes down to. Their goaltending situation, I really think, is Edmonton's going to be a game uh, is going to be a team that's definitely going to be in play for uh, a goaltender at the trade deadline because Mike Smith five eight and one on the season with a goals against average of three point five seven and a save percentage of eight nine one. That's not a recipe, especially if Koskinen goes down. Koskinen, uh, twenty nine and three with a goals against average of three oh four, with a save percentage of nine oh four and one shutout. So, I would expect Koskinen's going to be in net for tonight. Lightning need to jump on him, hands down. That that's really there's no ifs ands or buts about it. This team needs to come out. They need to start playing with energy right out of the gate, not five ten minutes into the game when the opposing team has either backed you into a corner, scored one or two goals, or or has set the pace and 
or even in the second period, because we've seen this all season long, uh, lightning go into the dressing room, come out in the second period, and then you start to see that fire. You need to see them. You need to see that fire in your belly in the first two or three minutes. And I don't care what it takes. And, and the other thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about the previous game against Calgary, which I, I forgot to mention, I'll mention right now because it, it definitely will come into play into this game is that the Lightning need to play more physical. There's that last game, especially losing the way you were losing. Um, we, we saw play along the boards, but you didn't really see heavy hitting. And the Lightning need to go out there and bully Edmonton. That's what it comes down to. You need to go out there and, and, and kind of swing your weight a little bit. So all hands on deck. I The only positive that I saw in that past game that I hope they continue is Nikita Kucherov, quarterback in this offense. I just love his play along the boards. Uh, the way he has just been ripping it with reckless abandon the last couple of weeks. And and really when he does that, when he goes out there and plays like this, it opens up everything for everybody else on the ice. And you need to also get the blue liners involved. Um, I like seeing Victor Hedman rip shots from the, from the, from the point. I want to see more of that. I want to see guys create traffic in front, allow him to unleash that slap shot. Uh, just keep peppering the goaltender. That's really all you got to do. I, I just just let Kucherov set things up, set your balloon liners up. Um, as much as I know, Kuch loves to go to Stamkos in the circle. When he makes that cross ice pass in the high slot, everybody knows where that pass is going and who's over there. And as much as I would say, what eight times out of ten that shot's going in, mix it up a little bit. Get your blue liners involved. Get Kalorn to camp out in front. Let let Perry camp out in front and clean up the garbage. Go back to the simple stuff. Don't always turn everything into a track race. This isn't anything new. We've seen it happen too. We've seen it when the lightning go back to basics, when they set up the sequences in the zone instead of skating up and down the ice trying to allow the try to get the other team gassed out. That doesn't work anymore. That worked two, three years over the last two years, but teams aren't built that way anymore, especially a team like Edmonton tonight. They're going to skate with you, and they're going to be able to hold their own. So the Lightning need to go back to basics. They need to have more of an organized attack and, and do it off. Do it early on. Don't wait till midway through the second and the third period where, oh, crap, we're down by two goals. We need, we need to start really sl- – we need to start throwing pucks at the net. No, do it early on. Do it early on. There's no excuse, really. Maybe a handful of teams. Maybe like, maybe like, not even a handful of teams. Maybe Colorado and Florida are the only other teams that maybe, maybe I would be fine with if if they leave a period and they're beating the Lightning in shots on net. Other than that. The Lightning should be dominating that stat- that category on a nightly basis. Dominating. And we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that consistently. So hopefully, you know, the Lightning listen. Hopefully they clean things up because I'm not saying they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing in practice. You know, obviously at this point in the season, uh, really unfortunately, we're at the point where you can't teach a old dog new tricks. Um the lightning who they are at this point in the season are the team that we're most likely going to see in the playoffs, barring some epiphany over the next couple of months. 
But I, like I stated before, I I think if we can continue to see this play, giving up leads early, taking penalties, not executing enough, not compensating by executing enough on the power play, not being physical enough. If we keep seeing this, I, you know what? I don't mean to be all negative, but I, I don't know how you could look at me with a straight face and say that this team is definitely going to three peat because we've seen them go through highs and lows. I get it. That's the court. That's what happens. That's a natural up and downs of a hockey season. But these trends have been here all season long and have been escalating and escalating throughout the course of the season. And, you know, it was all right going into the end of December, but we're mid almost midway through March and we're still seeing it. And it's even more evident now than ever. Let us know what you think. Tweet to the show. Uh, throw us a message on Instagram. Throw me a message on Twitter or on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Give me a follow on Instagram as well as Danky, uh, Danky's underscore Dank on Instagram, please go ahead and do that. If you'd like, ask me questions. I'll gladly answer them on the show. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow talking about tonight's game against Edmonton. Uh, So keep an eye out for that. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanker. I'll talk to you next one.